0: Ah, yes, indeed. Our number two on this Wednesday. Hope you're having a good one. Getting ready for the Masters if you're a golf freak or maybe a controversy freak, PGA and live golfers. See what we get by the end of the weekend there. There's obviously football, always football to get to. Does Bill Belichick want to shop Matt Jones? We hit that one a little bit. NBA tonight, Lakers and Clippers. A lot of stuff on the board. And, yes, we got you the updated Angel Reese sound because that little controversy doesn't seem to be over just quite yet. Uh, We've also got a lot of Longhorn football on the board and on the mind because we're only 10 days away. From the Texas Spring Game, and we're about to dig into that. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. And let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We do it every Wednesday about this time with Justin Wells of Inside Texas on 3.com at Justin Wells two four two four on Twitter. Justin, how are you?
1: Hey there, just hung up.
0: Uh oh. He didn't like my intro.
1: Yeah, I got him back. Man, done it.
0: Maybe Justin thought I was going to ask his ask him to give us his thoughts on Angel Reese. And he's like, oh, I don't want to get in that. <laughs> I'm not getting in that discussion. Or maybe he's not into live golfers. Who knows? I did mention a couple controversial things there. Uh, he may have uh, may have just ducked out on us, or we may have become uh, we may have fallen victim to some East Texas cell service there, since Justin does live out towards uh, towards the east of us right now. So maybe we got a little bit of uh, East Texas cell towers going on. We w- we will find out. All right, Justin Wells, I thought maybe you just didn't like my intro. What's up, brother?
2: Hey, my man. It's all good.
0: (laughs) I thought we had maybe some East Texas cell service or something going on. Um, I appreciate the time as always, man. We're 10 days away from the spring game. Obviously a lot of excitement around here. Um, But I've always said of Sark, I think he is at his best with the media when he is being effectively boring and just kind of doing what he needs to do. After that first Xavier Worthy thing with the first press conference, I think he's really gotten into a groove there of let's get to work, let's do what we need to do, and there's really been no controversy. Would you
2: agree? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this has been a, a relatively easy spring so far, and, and Sark is, is playing it well. I mean, He's a, he's a confident coach guys he's changed the roster over to the point that these are his guys now and so there's going to be some confidence there there's going to be some self-assurance because you, you know when you go out there and you see what you've built over the last two and a half years it there's a lot of a lot of things to be excited about in Austin especially in this program I think Sark feels that way and and, and he's, he's taking it in stride there, there's no controversy whatsoever you know he's I I, I love him with the media because I think he's honest. I think he's up front. I think he gives real answers. And if you ask silly questions, he calls you on it.
1: Yeah, that's right, Jay Wells. You know, one thing that Sark mentioned in his presser yesterday that I was a little surprised in because when we think of the running back room, we always want to hear what C.J. Baxter going to do coming from Florida in his first year, or Jonathan Brooks, Keelan Robinson, and he really talked about Jaden Blue and Savion Red. Talk about those two guys and what kind of. You know what can they contribute to with this team on just making that offense a juggernaut and giving them extra, you know, just extra power in the backfield.
2: Well, what they do is that depth, and 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 it's not as experienced, but it's getting there. You know, Jaden Blue came in early, and and and, and, and even Sart talked about it. You know, needed to mature a little bit, and he's done that. And Savion Red, you know, if you've read our reports at Inside Texas, this is the guy that's been explosive in the last few weeks out of the backfield. He's, he's got some boost. And, and, and for a guy at his size to be able to go between the tackles and, and add that, that just makes the team better. Um, and, 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 you know, he's nothing at the heels of Jonathan Brooks and Cedric Baxter and Keelan Robinson. That's a pretty good running back room. And, and look, there's – when, when you took Dijon Robinson and Rashawn Johnson out of that room, it needed an identity. Someone needed to go in there and stand up and go, okay, we're going to be just fine. And I think Savion Red has that type of confidence. And the fact that Blue is getting better and trying to become a contributor, I just think it makes the room better. I think they were both good evaluations. I think they both progress where they want to be. And then you know you at the same time you still got a Johnson Brooks that you can rely on a Cedric Baxter who's going to be an animal and a Keelan Robinson who might be pound for pound your best athlete back there.
0: Talking with Justin Wells inside Texas. Justin, I thought at the very end of the presser this week. Uh, Sark had an interesting comment. He referenced the LSU women's basketball team and the nine players they had out of the transfer portal. That's been one of the stories about what Kim Mulkey just did, and he made that reference to the portal and that opening of the portal that's coming up right after spring games for everybody. We saw it happen last year. There's even more players, I'm sure, in the transfer portal now. What would you tell Texas fans about that possibility? It almost feels like he's bracing for the idea that maybe the portal affects them you know, both ways coming out of the spring game?
2: Well, I, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. The portal affects everyone either coming in or going out. That That's the way of the, the land now, and that, that's the way you have to approach it. And you have to look at it like that after every season and after every spring session. You have to look at it like, okay, where, where are we going to have to go for depth? Who Who is looking outside? Who, who are we looking to? You know, possibly upgrade in a position because a lot of times it's not so much a kid wanting to leave as much as as it is the coach wants to add more talent to that room, and then the kid might feel like, well, maybe I should you know take an opportunity somewhere else. Um, if I'm a, te- if, you know, telling Texas fans, there's going to be guys that leave after spring ball. That that's normal. That's that's the new way of doing business in college football, college athletics. Period. Especially football and basketball. And so I don't know if he's necessarily bracing people for it, but just it's, a, it's, a, it's the new – it's new. It's exactly what you should expect. It's the expectation. There's going to be a handful of guys that either don't feel like they get enough reps in spring or they're not slated to start that think that, well, maybe I'll have another shot somewhere else. And some aren't going to want to hit adversity. Some may have been there a few years and, and want a fresh start. Each one has its own story, but I I, I don't know if he's so much bracing people for it as much as just giving them the reality that, yeah, after every season, you're going to lose a handful of guys, and after every spring session, you're going to lose a handful of guys. It's just the way college sports works these days, and if I'm a Texas fan, that should be the expectation after April 15th.
1: Jay Wells, let's talk about the quarterback battle a little bit. I like what you're hearing about Quinn Ewers and just his maturity, just taking next steps on being a leader and getting his mechanics right so he'll be ready for the season. But Arch Manning, Malik Murphy, I'm looking forward to seeing what they could do in the spring game. What are you hearing about the quarterback room right now and how these guys been doing in scrimmages and practices thus far?
2: It's, you know, Arch has been great just because I mean the kid came in super prepared. I mean, I'm not sure there was a, a more college prepared kid at his age that arrived in Austin. I mean that that Arch is the quintessential hard worker, and then you get Malik back, who's now you know he's healthy now and, and he's looked good in practice. And I think that's a good backup battle. Uh, and, and we talked about it before spring. I fully expected Malik Murphy to be the backup quarterback going in and arch to be the third string and, and to potentially be able to red shirt Manning. And that way, Murphy also kind of gets a little bit of experience as well as the backup. Plus he's got a year under his belt. So he, he has a year on arch. I think that's still status quo right now. I, I think Malik would be the backup today. If he's healthy, uh, I think he adds, you know, he's got a, a tremendous arm, but players love him. Uh, he's got a real good personality that really suits the locker room. And, and most importantly, Steve Sarkisian loves him, you know that. That's his guy. That's one of the first guys he brought in at that position, and and I think that they see a future in him. They want to build around, you know, a guy like Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning and Malik Murphy. It's almost like Murphy's name doesn't get mentioned enough, and the kid's legit. And so I think right now Malik is, and Arch are still battling for that backup spot. You know, Manning would love to red shirt, but at the same time, he's a competitor. And and if he were to win that battle and become the backup, you're not going to hear him say anything. He's just going to shut up, show up, and be ready. That's all he knows how to do. And and I like that I think he pushes Malik because Malik knows he's got a guy behind him who's incredibly talented and popular. And so it gives a little more added incentive for Malik Murphy to, to do a little bit more, to go a little bit above and beyond. And that's exactly what you want in every position in, on a football team, you want competition. You want each other pushing the other one. It's what Pete Carroll you know, did extraordinarily well at USC. Sart picked that up while coaching there, and I think that's what he's trying to create at Texas. And in this quarterback room, buddy, he's got that.
0: Talking about Justin Wells. Justin, uh, when Coach Sark was asked about leaders uh, on the team, he mentioned Quinn Ewers pretty quick. I think that's always important for you know fans to hear. But he also mentioned Whittington, and he mentioned Sanders. I know a lot of people love to talk about the young guys and all these you know, great freshmen coming in. That's all cool. If those two guys are big time for this team, a lot changes in 2023 for the better for Texas fans. What are you hearing about Whittington and Sanders uh, that, that would make Sark say something like that and say, hey, they, they, they're showing that leadership in their, in their, I guess, third year for one of them or both of them? What are you hearing about zero and 13 right now?
2: They're both experienced. They're both guys that have gone through the system. They've gone through the program, and more importantly, when you want to be a leader, you have to be good. And they've produced on the field. They they they, they they've got skins on the wall. They have credibility in that locker room. Both of them have done you know great things, especially Jatavian Sanders last year, breaking the single season tied in record for catches. You know that kid is only going to get better. You know him and Quinn have have, have got such a good rapport you know uh, some of the practice reports we posted earlier this year uh, you know a few weeks ago that that's a good connection that's still there you know that's something that i think Quinn is relying on with Sanders and and you have to understand Sanders came in you know came in a little overweight came in a little immature completely turned himself around worked hard earned the starting spot so he's he's done it and guys see that guys see that he had a hard time he hit adversity he ran through that wall, and he became better. He's the anti-transfer portal. That's a leader. That's the kind of leadership you want. A kid that had a hard time, threw his hands up, you know, threw, faced, faced the adversity, and came out on top. That's the kind of leadership you want. That's how leaders are born. And then with a Jordan Whittington who's overcome injuries and finally healthy and finally produced and, and, and he's a mature, smart kid. So those are two guys that I'm not surprised you're hearing leadership qualities because they've, they've, they've paid their dues. They've got skins on the wall, and in that locker room, that matters. You know, it, it's all, you, some of your best players have to be your hardest workers. That's how leadership works. That's why Jalen Ford is doing that on the defensive side. That's why you see more from Byron Murphy and Jaron Thompson on the defensive side because they've, they've worked through it. They, they, they've done that. To watch Jatavian Sanders come through the system, have a hard time, have adversity, not go to the transfer portal, which is what 90% of kids that hit, hit the wall do, he is, he, he's exactly what you want in a leader. Hey, this is how you do it. It's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. But if you push through, it makes you a better athlete in the long run and a better person. I'm not surprised at all that those two guys are showing leadership qualities.
1: Jay Wells, from a basketball standpoint, Ronnie Terry, he's out and about on the recruiting trail, and you know a lot of guys' names are coming are coming up who've entered the transfer portal. I know LJ Crier, his name has popped up. Texas guy are guys who Texas have contacted and whatnot. Who do you think that they're gonna look at? Is there anybody that you see out there in the transfer portal that they should take a look at and consider bringing it to the Forty Acres?
2: Man, that portal filled up so fast when the season was over and it continues to fill up. I feel like there are actually guys that could still enter the portal that Texas could have a shot at that, that aren't even out there yet. It's, it's such a mixture of names. From, from Michigan's Hunter Dickinson, which is a guy I think that would be a great fit at Texas, I'm hearing uh, Maryland looks pretty good there. From I an LJ Cryer who you know I- I've heard may may want to try may take a- take a chance in Austin, and-, and 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 I think the Texas staff is going to evaluate that and figure out where they are with there. Honestly, the portal it- it's such a circus right now. I don't know if there's one guy you can pinpoint. I think at this stage you find about ten or twelve kids that would fit in your program. You throw darts and you see what sticks because like I, there's just so many names in there right now and the funny part is uh, some of those lower schools are the ones that probably have some talent the point guard from Oral Roberts is a baller yeah, and max smith from a smaller school <laughs> yeah. right that's a guy that, that you want to hear about you know if Texas is in the mix because some of these lower schools essentially what you're seeing are guys that want to trade up and that that's exactly what happened in football and it's happening in back, basketball with some of those smaller schools. And so, man, there's a lot, you know, I'm personally looking at the 24 class. I'm looking at Cam Scott because I think Texas is in a great spot for him. I I love what they're doing with him. Uh, You know, and and so, uh, you know, looking at a Trey Johnson, you know, Rodney Terry went to see him immediately after that, after that uh, contract extension and becoming the head coach. I think that's important. And so, Texas is always going to be in the portal. They built their t- last their team the last two years through it, but don't forget about the recruiting trail. Ron Holland and AJ Johnson are coming. Trey Johnson and Cam Scott—they're on their heels. They're, 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 Rodney Terry is doing a really good job of mixing and max and matching. He's not going all in on one or the other. He he, he he's putting out plenty of hooks and lures to try to see what he can do from that portal standpoint. I, I it's so up in the air right now. But a Dickinson would be a great uh, a great co- uh, hire, a great uh, get. A Crier would be a good get. The kid out of Oral Roberts. There's just so many right now. Um, I think it's going to take a few more weeks before we start to see where these kids are going to go, because they're going to actually want to take a few visits. They're going to want to vis- you know, see a few campuses, kind of see the roster and see exactly. Because Portal kids, they, they look at that roster more than recruits. They want to know if they come to a certain spot that they're going to have, you know, ample enough playing time. So at that juncture, I think with the portal, it's it's really, it's undetermined right now. It's going to be fun, but I think you'll you'll start to see it separate in the next few weeks.
0: Can't talk big time college sports anymore without talking about the portal. Good stuff from Justin Wells inside on 3com He's on Twitter at Justin Wells2424. Ten days away from Texas, uh, the Texas spring game on the fifteenth. Justin, we always appreciate the time, brother. Have a great week.
2: Hey, nothing but love, guys. Good stuff Thanks, there, man.
0: Lots of good portal talk. Yeah, portal opens back up on the football side after the spring game, in fact, right at that time. Spring game, April 15th, and I think technically that's the day the portal opens up again and goes to May 15th. And then for basketball, obviously it is a crazy, crazy time uh, for teams they trying to build up for next year. And that's going to be the new thing. It was one-and-dones for a while. Can you have a championship team without a one-and-done? Now it's going to be can you win a championship if you have no transfer portal, guys or girls on your team? Because apparently the answer right now is no. No. You can't do it. Not happening. You got to have a transfer. Or Kim might tell you, you need nine of them. You can even do it that way, but that's going to be. I think we're going to see two or three on every major basketball team that's you know that's making a run every year. We'll keep our eyes peeled for all of that. Thanks to Justin for his time. Coming up, your flex segment Wednesday night flex preview. Plus, it's a big day over at LT today. We will tell you why. Plus, we're getting ready for the Masters. We've been talking Angel Reese and her comments NBA tonight with a big LA matchup. And is Bill Belichick shopping his Quarterback. We'll get into all that on the horn.
2: Chad and Zay.
0: This is from the Vinnie Vincent Invasion Unplugged album, where they really took it down, really got mellow. No, no, that was actually an insult to this talented woman here, because I just said Vinnie Vincent's name in the same thought process as her. This is Carol King, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, what a monster. What a monster, rock and roll Hall of Famer, Carol King. One of the many that I have on the list of. Really, it took y'all that long? Y'all just figured out Carol King <laughs> needed to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? She just got in? Just got in. Wow. Now, to be fair, I think it might have been Carol as a solo artist this time, and they put her and her songwriting partner in earlier. So she might have gotten like a, you know, contributor thing back in the day. I'd have to double check that. But Carol as a solo artist, I think just got in. That probably needed to happen before now. Yeah. Like when you just have weird things, weird like lineup stuff where I go, oh, so. N.W.A. got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Carol King. That's just weird on multiple levels. Both of them can be in, but y'all probably should have got that in the right order.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Carol King.
0: Probably that. Probably you know, it's just it's kind of weird.
1: Yo, Carol on this horse and the thoroughbred. Album cover?
0: Not bad. Not bad at all. Okay. Looks happy. Go. Carol King, man. One of the giants. Carol King, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, and Scorpions. I didn't just start thinking of the Vinnie Vincent Invasion on my own. Zay did that. Zay played Vinnie Vincent Invasion earlier, so I'm blaming him for that one. All right, so that's how we get started musically today. We got a lot of stuff on the board, including the Masters. Uh, shout out to our guy, Chris Bennett. He just tweeted out uh, something from 11 years ago Chip Brown tweeting out about how many egg salad sandwiches. Sean Adams smuggled out of the Masters and brought over to the Ticket City House. They used to go because of their relationship with the good folks over at Ticket City. They would get this. There was a house like right there on the somewhere on the grounds at the Masters. I never got to go, um, but they always had such a great time. But Chip would go sometimes, and Sean got to go. And Sean Adams loved those egg, egg salad sandwiches. Really, it was both impressive and gross to hear about how many he would eat. And I swear it looks like he's got fifteen in this bag. <laughs> So, I just retweeted it. Um, I just commented on it rather on Twitter, and I'm at C Hastings 1049 our man. Chris Bennett, if you are not following him, we have not given him uh, some follow love lately, but uh, he would love for you to follow him because he's tweeting about everything at that is chris G b. 002000 just look up uh, Chris Bennett on Twitter he is always tweeting something cool so shout out to UCB thank you for that and rest in peace to the great Sean Adams miss him all the time especially miss him around Masters time All right. so Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday Lakers Clippers tonight 9 o'clock on ESPN we talked about that let's get you a little preview of tonight's Wednesday night lineup and we'll start with that flex show and the flex segment here we go All right, since that Wednesday night baseball is now out of the way, uh, back to the schedule with the Wednesday night flex show. They were able to have a show last week, and they'll do it again this week with a guy, Zay, I know you're pretty familiar with. You got a good look at that Buda Johnson basketball team a couple times this year. Coach Ben Kennison will be on the Wednesday night flex show tonight.
1: Yeah, shout-out to Coach Kenniston. He does a really good job at Buter Johnson, has some serious talent, and you still got to coach that talent, and he did very well this season. And last year, too, from them bumping up from 5A to 6A and winning 26-6A in their first to our first year of being in an upper division, that's big time. So, yeah, looking forward to listening to that interview tonight.
0: Very cool. Uh, also, shout out to not only Cameron Parker, who will be on the Wednesday Night Flex show, uh, but our man Zach Lucero. He's playing hurt tonight, and we hope he gets through it. Zach Lucero had the wisdom teeth taken out. Ooh. Just a couple days ago. Man. If you've ever had that happen, you know what Zach might be going through. Uh, he had all four at the same time. There's two ways to do that. You can go up and then you can go down later or you can do all four. I I went half and half. Right. And then people would tell you like, "No, no, just get it all done at once." Yeah. Get it all done at once. The swelling is even, you'll puff up, but you puff up evenly. I puffed up lower and upper. <laughs> and then my dentist screwed something up and I had screw some up. I had dry sockets later on where it just swelled up out of nowhere. That was fun. That was a blast in my teenage and then early college years. Woohoo!
1: Yeah, that sounds terrible.
0: Thanks, dentist! My parents swore by this guy. I was so glad to be done with him. Oh my God, I was so glad to get away from that dude and get another dentist. Uh, I'm very happy with my dental situation now. It doesn't involve him anymore. I'm not going to dime him out, but there you go. Dime him out? What? Let the people know. He's retired now. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not even doing it's it probably anymore. probably best. Man. He's not doing it anymore. I don't want to dog on a retired person at this point. Um, so we, we don't want to do that. Plus, knowing my luck, he's died by now, and then I, I get accused yeah, of killing, killing him. him are yeah. We're not, not going to do any of that. Uh, so tonight, Wednesday night flex show, and we hope Zach Lucero gets through it. I, I want him to come on the show and help us preview, and he said, "Man, I got to save everything because it's so sore when I talk now." So we'll let him uh, deal with that tonight at seven o'clock. Also, we like to talk to you about the offers and the visits and the signings and all that around high school sports. This one is for Lake Travis and their baseball team. Today, over there at the Men's Fieldhouse at 3 o'clock, right at the end of our show, they will be uh, celebrating the signings, the National Letters of Intent, for three of their players. So congrats to Reed Morales, Liam Richards, and Hank Benny. They will all be signing their National Letters of Intent I'd tell you where they're going to go, but that'd ruin the whole thing. 3 o'clock this afternoon. If you go to FLX ATX on your social media, you can see all kinds of cool stuff, uh, including this one, uh, Jack Kaiser, if you remember that name from Westlake last year, the running back. At Westlake, he's class of 24, and Jack tweeted out this very cool thing from Air Force. It says, love the graphic, and it's got Jack's name. It says, aim high, and it's got a dude full gear in the Air Force, like a drawing of a guy in, in a jet. You know, in the in the Air Force jet, in the full gear with the helmet and everything. Looks very, very cool. Uh, and as long as we're there, shout out to Air Force. Texas beat them 7-1 in baseball last night. But Zay, not sure if you heard, the fans gave the Air Force team some love. Gave yeah. them a little USA chant last night. Yeah,
1: dope. love cool.
0: that. Yeah, very cool. I love that kind of stuff. Like at the Army-Navy football game when everybody will just kind of take those moments to realize, hey, everybody's giving – way more of themselves than just a football team here. Let's let's acknowledge that. So, shout out to all those Air Force guys that came into town to play Texas.
1: Yeah, not the same Air Force team that the Horns knocked out to get to the World Series last year, but – they were competitive and the Horns did what they needed to do, win the game and move on to see if they could win three starting tomorrow against Kansas State.
0: Yep, no doubt. Uh, and always special. Not that every every offer is special, but I know for uh, a lot of these kids in the area, extra special when you're getting an official offer from one of the military academies. If you're considering that level of, you know, that type of trip going to the next level, that we know that is uh, a special thing. So yeah. shout out to Jack Kaiser, to Air Force, Still, we've had a lot of kids in different things. I know the Naval Academy and Army and a lot of others have been represented. So shout out to all those um, all those folks that are that are making those choices that it might not be just about the college, but if you're willing to to serve our country, we do thank you for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now for Kaiser, the offer should be start coming in a lot more. I know he's a little small, but I would think so. You can't talk about the dude's heart.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, he puts it on his Twitter here: unanimous district MVP, two-time All-State, uh, and we'll see what, where it goes with him. He is one of those guys we'll we'll keep keep an eye on about what kind what kind of offers are coming in, how many offers are coming in. Uh, we'll see where it ends up. Yeah, I, he's by the not end of the quite
1: show. Deuce Vaughn, what Deuce was at Cedar Ridge before he we went off to Manhattan, Kansas, but he could definitely find a lower level D one that like what he does and put them in different spots but they'll start coming in
0: yeah no I agree I was just thinking the same thing kind of mid-level mid-level D1 a group of five maybe Absolutely. Right in that, Like yeah. the Air Force, schools like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, best of luck to all those athletes trying to find the right situation for them. Some cool stuff on the Flex site. One other name I wanted to mention was Carson Kruver. He's a quarterback that we, were, uh, we started following towards the end of last season. He was out at St. Michael's uh, doing incredible things out there. And I didn't realize, I don't know exactly when the uh, commitment was made, he is now a, uh, a commitment to – Um, And remember, he's class of 23, so he is done. He is a commit to Florida Atlantic. Okay, Tom. So he's one of Tom Herman's guys now, and he put out a great tweet where he was at the spring practice with FAU, and then he went to Houston with his parents to watch, obviously, FAU in the Final Four. Nice. Very cool. Very cool for the Kruver family. That had to be a lot of fun uh, other yeah. other than that last second shot. That that couldn't have been fun. Yeah,
1: that's tough. But for Kruver, that's big time get. Now, Tom Herman, I'm going to have to get on your coach a little bit. What he did when he was in New York or when the team was in New York and there being against Kansas State and he kind of made stuff about him playing the air guitar with the band and stuff, that's the Tom Herman we know.
0: Oh, see, I didn't see that. Yeah, no, like
1: no. it's we're, it's basketball, Tom. We're celebrating Dusty May and what the basketball team's doing. Appreciate you coming down to, you know, support, but... He took
0: a little... Tried to take some thunder?
1: Of course he did. And uh-huh. there's a video around where he's over there by the band, fake playing the air guitar like the band members, and it's so Tom Herman.
0: It's not like just showing you he's having a good time and being supportive. Well, we know he's
1: having a good time, but
0: just... Took a little too far for you.
1: Just a little much about me instead of about we. Mmm, I see. Uh, okay. You know, Tom can get like that.
0: No, eye and Team is that what you're saying? Yeah, I see.
1: Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah.
0: Tom can get a little bit into Tom.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> really? Do Flicking I? Flicking off the camera and
0: stuff. Do head I, button, folks. Good grief. Do I not need to tell you that as a Texas <laughs> fan? Are y'all aware of the <laughs> fact that he was a little into himself at times? <laughs> at times, just a little bit. Like uh, even the Drew Locke picture is still like, look at me.
1: Like, why wow, y'all have to hang out? Really? Both of you guys? Like, What yeah. ties do y'all really have? Yeah.
0: Now, in his defense right now, he is at Florida Atlantic. I might argue that he needs to be getting attention because he's the Florida Atlantic football guy. That's true. Because Lane Kiffin might tell you that, too. Like, you got to make some noise. You got to grab a pot, and you got to bang on that thing when you're at Florida Atlantic. You're right. Maybe. Now, like, when you're at Texas, it's different. I totally get why you, as a Texas fan, would look at him a certain way. Because he never fit that brand. He never fit that. You don't need to be that at Texas. You don't need to be a loudmouth coach at Texas.
1: Yeah, like wearing the grills when he was at U of H from Paul Wall and stuff.
0: Uh, just, uh. That made more sense at U of H. Yeah. That wouldn't have made sense here. Not at all. Would not have made sense at Texas. Congrats to uh Carson Kruver there. Best of luck to him at FAU. And if you want to follow Coach Herman, it's at Coach Tom Herman on Twitter. We know you're out there wondering. We know you're wondering. Coming up at 2:05, Chip Brown of Horns247.com to talk Longhorns, the Morning Brew article today, specifically on the running backs. We'll talk to him about those guys coming up and some more Longhorn stuff. Also, where are we at in society with Zay, you're going to find out. Next is it more drama in the world of basketball? God, I hope so. This is The Horn.
2: had in Zay.
0: All right, we are rolling through a Wednesday, getting ready for the Masters tomorrow. They got the Part 3 coming up on TV at 2. They've had it on ESPN Plus for a while. All right, Zay, I'm not recognizing this song so far. What's it called?
1: That's Not How It Goes.
0: Hmm. not how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't know who is it?
1: Bloodstone. Ooh, okay. Not I don't gonna... know much of Bloodstone. No.
0: Me either. Bloodstone. All right. I like it. Uh Judas Priest has a song called Bloodstone. That's about all I Do know. They of, but Bloodstone. Uh Bloodstone Carol King. Vinnie Vincent Invasion and Scorpions, all with uh, songs for us today. By the way, on the birthday front, we'll get to more of it at 2.30, but it is Judas Priest Drummer Day. Dave Holland would have been 75 today unless Binks uh, is 72. So a couple of the many Judas Priest drummers over the years. They had a few. They went a little spinal tappy. At the beginning of it, they had it. They had a few drummers. Uh, they eventually got to Scott Travis when uh, when it all mattered. So happy birthday to those guys today! Shout out to Zay for all the great music. Tomorrow at two o five, we're going to get into the album swap discussion. This week, I will be going to UGK and Riding Dirty. Zay will be listening to Traveler by Chris Stapleton. And earlier, Zay, I got a warning from a texter about UGK, they told me, let me see if I can remember this, uh, not seeing, oh, here it is, uh, from D-Fry. says, Pinky Ring is a jam on that UGK album. Careful, Chad, Bun B and Pimp C are straight up addictive. Yeah. Okay. They are. Hey, I'm about to take the, I'll take the plunge. I've heard a little UGK over the years. It was more of a greatest hits collection from what I remember, but everything I heard I loved. And now this will be the first time I really listen to one of their albums front to back, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, so let's get into. Uh, we got Chip Brown coming up at 2:05. More Longhorn football talk as they get closer to the spring game. Right now, how about a little where are we at in society with Zay? Let's see where we're going.
1: Where are we at in society today?
0: All right, Zay. I see something was sent to me two minutes ago on Twitter. Is this where I'm going? Yeah, check it out. Hey, I don't know. Hey, it's basketball. It's basketball. I don't know Come how you're. On. Now, let me know how you feel about this,
1: Mavs fans, including you, Chad, because this is very ironic. Okay. The Mavs are currently a 11th seed. They're out the play-in. Yes. And they're debating if they should play Luka tonight. He has that thigh injury. They're playing against the Kings, who have already locked in a playoff spot. So who knows if the Kings are going to rest players. I don't know. But the Mavs, please don't tank. Keep playing. Well, small Ford for the Mavs, Reggie Bullock, purchased a five acre island recently wow. in Belize.
0: Good for him.
1: Yeah, seriously. Well done. And he's trying to give back to family and friends. He's. 4000 square feet he says the water is beautiful that was one of the first things that I noticed a lot of people are from Cali and Texas a lot of doctors and a lot of people going into retirement purchase homes there for about 300, 000, 400 000 around the water the people are dope the food is dope if you're down to fish they have a really good black and fish dang so this is Reggie but it's Mr. Hair right yeah Mr. Hair the guy with the crazy hair Nuts. <laughs> that wild – Yeah, it like goes vertical, really far in front. forward hair. I feel like it gets in the way on his jump shot, but I he's would. still a decent shooter. <laughs> he does. Whatever works for you. Okay. So the fact that you know this now mm-hmm. and it's purchased, it seems like he can't wait to go with the way the Mavs have been playing as of late – and a lot of the Mavs. We all know when you don't make the playoffs, they say one, two, three, cancun.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So
1: now for the Mavs it might be one, two, three, Belize with <laughs> Reggie.
0: Uh huh. Going fishing, right? Yeah, That's going what fishing. TNT says. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: he also said that he's gonna build eight other villas for people to rent out. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah.
0: Smart man. So he's gonna make money off this too? Businessman. Like he, he wow. So the family gonna get to stay at the main house. He's gonna rent out the others? Mm-hmm. Well done, Reggie. Well done. Uh, Are you asking if I'm concerned as a Mavs fan that he may not be fully focused? Yes. You know what? As a Mavs fan, Reggie Bullock's down on my list of worries. I'm not going to put Reggie Bullock on my list of worries. If we had just found out about, I don't know, Luca in the same situation, Kyrie Irving in the same situation, maybe it's a little bit different, but just finding out that this exists, that doesn't tell me he's any more or less focused. Yeah, a lot of guys are making business moves during the season. Now, why are we finding out about it now? Would be my question. That's the thing. What's the timing issue? I
1: it? don't know why it's coming out now.
0: Is this something that he was asked about? Is it on a podcast? Is it like that? Be on that. Be my only question. If this is coming from what you sent me, came from Legion Hoops. Reggie Bullock purchased. Yeah, I a just heard the story. So that's yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it came out of a magazine article or or whatever, but. You know, somebody somebody commented that's how players go broke. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> he's trying to make money off it, so ho- yeah, hopefully he's able to uh, to have a good time with that. That would be incredible, man. I know, you know, I know families. We all do, I'm sure. If you have friends or families that like to go to maybe the same beach every year, a family reunion type of thing, right? We all get a beach house and we're going to this one spot. That's cool, but your own island, like your, your own island. Now, he. it sounds like others are on the island. He has purchased on that island. It's not like he gets the whole island, right? It's not all his, because he says there's doctors and other people there. Yeah. But still. Yeah, it's called Bullock Island, though. A, a badass. Yeah. Well, that's true. I guess they are saying he purchased the island. Yeah, okay. So I guess it is his island. Or five acres on the island. Either way. Uh, but that would be, that's incredible if he gets to do that for his family. You talk about something uh, something cool to leave behind fear, now for the kids or grandkids as long as you leave enough money to help me take care of it there grandpa uh, I'll be good
1: now let me ask you this I mentioned earlier in the show the Atlantic Hawks they were wrong how they did Luca the fans calling them fat right how do we feel about that um you know this is 2023 it is fat I know Shaman. Mm, we ain't this ain't the nineties no more where people are photoshopping magazines and stuff trying to say get fit by eating this, you know, eating don't eat this candy bar or eat this, you know, Atkins diet stuff. We're trying to get away from
0: that Let's diet be, culture. let let me be try to be fair and consistent. If a crowd chanted that at the center for the Iowa women's basketball team, would it be acceptable? Hell no. Okay. If a crowd chanted that to Lizzo at, a, at an award show, would it be acceptable? No. Okay. So, by strict definition, I think we're crossing a line there. Now, I'm a Mavs fan, so it's going to sound like I'm belly aching here, but it sounds like. I like what you did there, belly aching. Belly- I like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on now. Um it shakes when he laughs. Now. So from that perspective, if we're going to be consistent, to me, let's not do that. Let's be above it is what I would be saying if I'm a Hawks fan. Like, really? I'm going to pay my good money and we're going to sit here in the crowd and we're going to chant Luca's fat. I don't even know how they chanted it. Luke, was that what it was? Boom, 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 boom. Luca's fat. Yeah. Is that what they did? Something like that. Yeah, that's rude. And I would hope the fan base could be above that. Now, compared to some of the other things that are probably chanted at players or said to players, it might be kind of mild, but yeah, we probably don't need to do that. Yeah, you can't get everybody
1: kicked out. This is yeah. the whole arena. And we yeah. know Atlanta Hawks fans, they have a personal vendetta with Luca because that was the trade, Trey Young and right. Luca. Right. So it's real personal. And, yo, know, for the NBA, I get double standard. If they did that to Iowa, they'd be wrong. If they did that to Lizzo, it'd be wrong. But for Luca, I'm
0: with it. Yeah. And, and that's that, what it is. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's almost, I don't know, not anti, it's the other side of a gender discussion. We would not do that to female athletes. We wouldn't do it to female, you know, to famous female people, famous female folks, actors, singers, whatever. But, uh, you know, a guy like that get a little bigger. and In a way, it's like an oxymoron, like fat NBA player. What? Yeah, right. That's weird. Yep. So
1: for Luca to even take it in a negative way, I doubt if he does. But like,
0: has he commented at
1: all? I haven't no. even heard. Okay? But we see how depressed he is. Like, he's not not the happiest person as of late. Yeah. And That's I- why I think about like not everybody reacts the same. There's mental health. So there's a side of me that says, Luca, man up and take it you're getting paid millions a whole bunch of guys had to take a lot more stuff before you and then on the other side i'm like it's 2023 mental health is a serious thing if this really affects him to where it could make him depressed or who knows what god forbid then that's an issue
0: i feel like there's family stuff going on with luca too oh yeah there's just stuff going on we don't we don't know every little detail right now yo him being
1: in America, I think that's a bigger deal than what people, people think. Yeah.
0: People think, that, like, oh,
1: it should just be an easy transition. He's rich. No. <laughs> right. No. Yeah, doesn't work It doesn't work that way. Right. Not everybody could come in and just adjust like that. I think he gets homesick a lot. And, yeah, I do think there's some more going on that might be family-related.
0: Yeah, I mean, right, turn it around. If I gave you millions of dollars, but you had to live in Slovenia or whatever, isn't that where he's from, Slovenia, yeah. right? If you had to live where in his home, wouldn't that drive you a little crazy on some levels? Yeah, that's tough. You're that far away from home? Um, yeah, so it's it's wild. We'll see if Luka plays tonight uh, and the big game we talked about earlier, Lakers and Clippers tonight at 9 with playoff stuff on the line. Uh, NBA headed towards playoff time. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to Chip Brown of Horns247.com. The Morning Brew article today on running backs at Texas. We'll get his thoughts there. Some other Longhorn football stuff and obviously um, any other Longhorn uh, stuff that's out there. Basketball team, uh, Roddy Terry in the portal, all that kind of stuff. Chip Brown coming up, and then at 2.30, we'll tell you why today matters on this April 5th. Getting ready for the Masters. They tee off tomorrow. Par 3 is today, and this is the Horn.